Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Today, I'm interviewing my main man, D'Angelo Moss. And this is a really cool interview for me because um, D'Angelo is just one of those guys whose name I've been hearing everywhere. Like everywhere I go, it's like, oh man, you got to meet D'Angelo or, oh, that's a cool idea. I, I'm pretty sure my, my buddy D'Angelo is doing that. And um, it's so funny because like we don't have a lot of overlap in our lives. There's not like a lot of things that would really bring us together, but just one or two things uh, where his names just kind of come up at the right time and lo and behold, here we are. So he's a really cool guy. He's a recovery coach and he really focuses on a biblically based approach. And I would say um, more so than us in some ways, like my goal really was to amalgamate the power of scripture with the power of science. D'Angelo is really just on the scriptural side and you know he's aware of the science out there it's not like he's ignorant to it but really uh, where God has called him to focus is on um, biblical truth biblical principles and and going after it from that angle and so today uh, we take a really uh, biblical approach to recovery he details us some of his frameworks uh, this is like nuts and bolts if you want to see another coach in the space and you want to hear about how the bible can actually help you in recovery uh, this is going to be the right episode for you Real quick, let me read a little bit of his bio and then we'll jump in. So D'Angelo Moss is a man on a mission to deliver a message of freedom to this generation. Known for his fearless and uncompromising approach to God's word, D'Angelo believes that the understanding and practice of biblical principles is the key to living a life of freedom. D'Angelo is founder of Free by Truth, a ministry dedicated to providing biblically-based solutions for overcoming the use of pornography. When he's home in New York City, you can usually find him working on his salsa dance moves. Without further ado, here is my interview with D'Angelo Moss. So here's the million-dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives, and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. All right, well, I'm here with my main man, D'Angelo, a fellow porn addiction recovery coach as well. Dude, thanks for being here today. Oh, man, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So I've been hearing your name all around, dude. You're everywhere. Uh, you know, we we share a, a business coach together and then a mutual friend in Jamal Miller, who has also been on the podcast recently. And so I'm super excited to connect. I, I'm wondering if maybe as a starting point, you can just give the, the audience a little bit of a background on why you got into helping other people get free of porn. Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Um you know, so first of all, you know, thank you. Thanks again for having me on the show. It really is my, a pleasure to be here. But, you know, for me, um, you know, this this porn issue probably was the biggest issue that I've ever struggled with in my life. And um, and just a little bit of background from from me. I come from a very faith based uh, family. My grandmother's a famous gospel singer. Uh, you know, my, I've, I've always been in church. You know, I went to Bible school, all the stuff. Right. But um to be honest, pornography was this issue that had been in my life for my whole, <laughs> for my whole uh, Christian experience, really. Huh. And um, as I was progressing in my career and, you know, doing more things of doing more things in ministry, um, I really, in a lot of ways, felt like a hypocrite 
because I'm in a position where I'm trying to help other people, but I have these struggles and these things that I'm working through myself that I haven't quite understood how to get past. So, um, yeah, man, there, there came a point in my life and I can, I'm happy to give you the full story, but, uh, there came a point where I said, you know what, this is it. I, I can't, I can't continue down this path. And at that time, I didn't really know, uh, where I could turn to in order to get the answers that I needed in order to get free from this stuff. So what I did is I turned to the Bible and I got a tremendous amount of insight and wisdom on how to overcome this issue. And, um, what was interesting is much of what I thought was required to get freedom wasn't what I was doing and it wasn't what, and it wasn't what, uh, was necessary to actually get to freedom. So having to realize that much of my problem was my thoughts about how to get free and what I was doing to get free. It it really revolutionized my whole, my whole uh, recovery journey. And once I got to that place of freedom, I said, you know what? I'm sure there are millions of other people who are in the same position that I'm in. And I felt an obligation to give back um, the insight that I was been able to get from the Lord going through this whole process. So yeah, man, that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. Okay. Really interesting. So let me ask you, what was it that drove you to the point where you're like, I have to do something about this? Because you you and I know like with the people we work with, I always tell them, especially if you're in a relationship, uh, but I think it's true otherwise, you only have two ways out. You either confess or you get caught. And I think, I think usually like it's, I know for me, it was certainly like I reached a pretty bad spot in my life that drove me to actually make that change. Was that the case for you? Or did you start to just develop the foresight of like, man, I got to do something now? You know, dude, it was my own conviction, to be honest, yeah. dude. I, yeah. I felt like this massive hypocrite. So to give you a little bit more context. So at the time um, where I really began to um, pursue freedom hardcore, I was actually working for a ministry. It's a very well-known ministry. If I were to say their names, you probably you know would know. A lot of guys who are you know familiar with that space would know who I'm talking about. Okay. And I worked in a capacity where um, I was essentially a part of a group that ministers pastors and leaders would actually reach out to whenever they needed help, right? Because we we served a lot of people who were in like rural areas and, you know, a lot of times they don't have a lot of community there. So, you know, they can't go to their congregations. So they would call people like myself in order to, you know, get help, get insight and, you know, get prayer, you know, all these different things. And yeah. a lot of people who I would speak to struggle with pornography. They were calling me because, hey, this is an issue that they were struggling with, you know? So for those people who don't realize that, hey, you know, pastors actually struggle with this stuff too. I can actually attest to this. Yes, this is, this is some, you know, this is statistically uh, an issue even for people who are leaders in the church. Um, But anyway, I'm helping these people and I'm giving them good, good instructions. But again, I am the one that is still struggling as well. And there's just something in me that just wasn't okay with, being in this position of leadership, not being able to overcome the things that I'm trying to help other people overcome. So yeah. I had to change. Yeah, I get that, man. Totally get it. I mean, I was, I was a pastor as well for 10 years, uh, mm. struggled for a majority of that time. So definitely understand it. Yep. Um, okay. So then you mentioned that you started like really getting into the word, not just reading your Bible because it was the right thing to do, but I think it sounds like you were really seeking the word for solutions in this area, uh, two very different things. But I guess I'm curious, was there any middle ground in between where you did the internet filters or the accountability partners Uh or pray the deliverance prayers or I don't know, I'm just curious, like what was the, was there anything in between before you got to that point? I did everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> I did everything, dude. I mean, I was the guy who was always going down to the front, getting having somebody lay hands on me to pray and falling out all over the place. You know, yeah. I was the guy, I would I did all the things. I did all of, all of the accountability software. You know, I've, I've been a part of the accountability groups. And we all know, you know, oftentimes when you're dealing with people who also struggle with pornography, accountability groups end up turning into confession sessions, right? We just yeah. get together and say, hey, you know, I messed up this week. And, you know, it's like, all right, be encouraged, brother. And we just come back together the next week to say the same thing. And I yeah. just wasn't okay with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was probably that moment where I'm just like, dude, none of these things are effective. And I really had to get to the core, the root of what was really going on. How do we really get free from this stuff? And like yeah. I said, you know, what the word was able to reveal was very telling. And I realized that very few people, in my opinion, you know, and definitely in, in proportion to the the magnitude of the problem, I would say very few people actually understand the real dynamics of freedom. Mm-hmm. And until that's until that takes place, people will use willpower and all these other things, and it may get them a degree of uh, abstinence. But I don't necessarily believe that that is true freedom, just yeah. abstinence in and of itself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about the the dynamics of freedom. What do you mean by that? Yeah, man. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you a few examples. So as a Christian, and again, I don't, I don't know how many people are, you know, familiar yeah, with like the Christian based audience primarily. Oh, so yeah. fantastic. Okay, good. So yeah. So as a Christian, we all understand the importance of certain spiritual disciplines. So we understand, you know, the importance of reading your Bible. We understand the importance of praying. We understand the importance of charity and all these different things. But what we oftentimes tend to do is we try to do those things in an effort to get freedom or to, um, in some cases, avoid temptation, right? Right. That's what I did for a long time. You know, I was reading my Bible every day. I was getting up and I was praying and it was all in an effort to avoid temptation. I'm like, I'm trying to get myself in a place spiritually where I don't have to encounter temptation and therefore not have to fight and be feeling the way that I feel whenever I, you know, relapse and look at porn and masturbate, right? Yeah. Well, for years I tried that and it frustrated the mess out of me to the degree that I thought that maybe what I was believing wasn't working, right? Because I'm like, why am I still having these desires, these temptations? And it was as I went through the Bible and I realized something very profound to me. It was the fact that temptation is inevitable. You cannot avoid temptation. In fact, the Bible promises that it will take place. And once you realize that, all of a sudden you can make a shift into thinking, okay, well, I understand that it is a futile effort to try to avoid temptation. Well, the next best thing is to prepare for it, right? And that is what I, that's one of the moments where I had like really big ahas, like I can prepare for this stuff. Listen, I know temptation is going to come. So what I need to do is do X, Y, and Z for the purpose of fighting it as opposed to trying to avoid it. So I actually would get up in the morning and I would say, hey, I would say my prayers and I would say, God, I expect for temptation to come today. And if it does, I will be ready for it. (laughs) And it's a, it's a like shifts like that in your mind. That is so important to realize freedom because again, if your objective is to avoid temptation and only when you avoid temptation, will you be free? You will never be free because that's not mm. something that you can attain in this lifetime. Huh? 
Wow, it's good. It's really good. So I, I know I'm. Uh, it sounds like you might come from a charismatic background. I've been in charismatic church for the last 10, 12 years. And I know some people would say, oh, I would never speak that over myself that I'm going to be <laughs> tempted or, you know, any of that kind of thing. Why Why was that empowering for you to be like, oh, I, this is just an inevitability? Why was that empowering and not debilitating? Well, because here's the thing. Um, if you read in... Let's say, I think is there's, there's multiple scriptures, but if you read in James, for example, um, James 1, it talks about how we should um, count it a joy when we fall into different temptations, right? Yeah. And the reason why is because it is an opportunity for certain things to take place, right? Hey, let me actually, I'll, I'll pull it up for you if you like. So James 1, uh, it says, James 1 verse 2, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Hmm. So there's actually a benefit, a um, there is a reward to be gained as a result of going through temptation, the only temptation can bring you, right? Wow. Huh. And once you understand that, you realize that this is not necessarily a bad thing. So, so let me give you an example of what I what I like in this too. I think this is a really good example of what this what this is. You know, I think everyone who's listening would agree that you know when it comes to overcoming temptation and overcoming pornography and masturbation, it is a fight. It's 100% a fight, right? Yeah. But it's not like the type of fight where someone comes to you and they are jumping you out of nowhere, right? Like they just, all of a sudden you were in some dark alley, you know, and all yeah. of a sudden these people are trying to fight you. No, it's not like that. I look at it like you are, you are aspiring to be the heavyweight champion of the world, right? So you were a boxer. You right. train for this stuff, right? And you are aspiring to be the heavyweight champion of the world. Well, if you are aspiring to be that, you go into that situation understanding that you are going to have to fight some people to get there. There are people yeah. who are standing in your way that you have to go through in order to get to where you're going to, right? Right. So when you look at it that way, you understand that if I want to become the heavyweight champion of the world, there is an opponent that I'm going to have to fight. And it probably is going to be in a very short amount of time. So what do you do as a result of that? You train for it right? You prepare yourself. You put yourself in certain scenarios that are uncomfortable for the yeah. purpose of being prepared for when the fight comes, because there is an objective. There is some place that you are going, something that you are trying to attain that mm. you need to go to this person to get. So you prepare for that, right? And when you get into the ring with the people, you don't see the, the fighter complaining about them having to fight this person. It is yeah. actually an opportunity for them, right? Like right. I get the opportunity to fight you and to contend for the champion for the for the for the belts, right? So yeah. it is an opportunity. And this is how you have to view temptation. And this is what I did. It was almost as if I had to make this shift from temptation being a bad thing to temptation being an opportunity because that is truly what the Bible says. Now I'm not saying that you should as you know, you should go after temptation or try to put yourself in tempting situations. But I sure. am saying that you have to have the right perspective around what temptation is and how you should approach it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So I, I agree with everything you say, but I'm going to play devil's advocate if you don't okay. mind. Because I, um, I know one thing people, I think, get caught up in when they when you look at this thing as like a fight um, or it's like uh, new levels, new devils, right? It's like conquer this, but oh, it just gets tougher and tougher. And I think people sometimes lose that hope or they lose that relent of like, why would I, why would I even bother fighting if it's just like I beat I, – maybe I conquer temptation today, D'Angelo, but – what you're telling me is I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be there all over again. So where where's the hope in all that? I I certainly see it. I'm not saying you didn't cast hope. I'm just trying to imagine the cynic who's listening, <laughs> who maybe needs a little bit more of a lift than than the analogy itself. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, the person who feels that way probably is trying to avoid temptation. That is that's just a reality. And nice. most people who come into my program are trying to get the same thing. They come to me looking for the solution to not have to fight anymore. Yeah. And there is no avoiding that. You just have to come, you have to come to grips with that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that, oh yeah, you can get to a point where you can just live in a blissful state. In fact, no, I take that back. You can do that. There is one way you can do it. And the only way you can get to that state where you can avoid temptation is literally the only way to do it. And that is to die. Now, I'm not telling anyone to go and to die, understand what I'm saying, Please yeah. be clear, just to be clear. But that is the only way to avoid temptation is mm. to die. If you want to see the people who have learned how to avoid temptation, go to the graveyard, because those are the only individuals who have the privilege of not having to endure temptation. So Dang. that's the first thing you have to come to grips with, right? Yeah. If you want to be free, if you want to have some hope in this fight, you have to be okay with that reality because yeah. that is the truth. You will not be able to avoid it, right? So you can, you like, I'm, a, I'm big on power, right? Being empowered. If you are the individual who is trying to avoid temptation, you are not empowered. Right. You don't have, you, you are, you are being moved by external forces. Right. But the, the approach that I'm taking and when what I'm describing to you gives you some say so in this thing. It yeah. gives you some responsibility and it says, hey, I can prepare. If I'm going to be in this ring, if I'm going to be fighting, I can set myself up to not die in the ring, right? And that's yeah. what I'm trying to get people to, is to get you to a place where when you do encounter temptation, you don't die in it, right? You yeah. can win. And the beautiful thing about it is there is glory on the other side of it, right? It's kind of yeah. like, I, I think about like the movie Gladiator. I think a lot of guys can 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 relate to this, but let's just go back to that, right? Um, I forget the guy's, the, the guy's character's name, but in the movie, the main character in Gladiator, he was a slave, right? He was caught and he was put in a position where he had to fight. There yeah. was no, there was no choosing. There was, you have to get in the ring and you have to fight in the Coliseum, right? Yeah, he didn't have a choice. He would not say like, "Well, how can I get out of this?" He didn't attempt to try to avoid the reality of him having to fight, but he was in a position where he had no choice. So he empowered himself. He could have just been like, "Well, I'm just going to die." So yeah. I might as well wait. But what yeah. did he do in the movie? Right? He actually took time and he trained. He he trained with the other fighters. He even built alliances. You know, he did all these things in order to try to prolong his life. And what mm. happened? When he got in that ring, when he got in the Coliseum and he started beating people, people start cheering for him, right? There was glory. There was yeah. actually a degree of like, wow, pray, I got some praise for this, even yeah. though he was in a situation where he couldn't control the reality that he had to fight. Yeah. And he really 
to be truthful, his freedom was actually through his willingness to fight. He actually had an opportunity to be free, set free in that movie, yeah. you know, through him fighting. But that's the only way to freedom is through the fight. And it's just so important that people get it. Oh, no, I love it, man. I, I totally agree. I also like I find a lot of encouragement from scriptures like Hebrews 4.15, talking about how like Jesus, our high priest, was tempted in every way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it puts that in perspective. Like the goal is not to avoid temptation. That's there's no victory there because, like you're saying, like you you can you conquer nothing to reach that place. Right. Um, you can simply die. So, okay, maybe we can get a bit more tactical because I think it'd be cool for our audience just to hear from a different coach who's in this space uh, that comes from a biblical perspective. What does it mean, or what does it look like for somebody who's actually trying to get prepared? What does that preparation really look like? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so. So here's the thing about my approach to freedom, right? Like you can get a lot of insight. There are companies and, um, you know, systems that you can attempt to utilize in order to get to a degree of freedom, man. And I've seen them. I've seen I've seen the majority of these things. And I'll be honest, man, I haven't seen anything that is as complete as I would like it to be just from a biblical perspective, right? Based on what it is, yeah. I believe, right? Everything that yeah. I do is based on, you know, what, what the Bible says. So um, what I've done is I've put together essentially a four process, a four pillar process. Um, and I can explain why each part of this process is important based on what it is that I found from the Bible. And okay. just to, and just an FYI, for those of us, those who may be a skeptic about, you know, utilizing the Bible um, as a method of uh, strategy, I can say that much of what I've learned actually corresponds with what science has backed up, right? The yeah. Bible is very on point with what we understand to be truth uh, from the scientific uh, perspective. So yeah, it's it's almost comical, right? Like you hear yeah. what the research is finding, and you're like, yeah, that's been in scripture for 2000 years. Well, more than 2000 years, you know, in some cases. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Just like, for, for example, like identifying, for example, like, like, studies have shown that when a person is addicted to something, whether or not they identify with that particular addiction is a big part of whether or not they can actually get to freedom. Yes. Like, for example, they say that, you know, if you are, let's say, addicted to alcohol or let's just say you let's just say you are addicted to food or, or, or dessert, let's say dessert, you're you're the, you're addicted to dessert. So if you're trying to not eat certain desserts, if you go to a restaurant and the waiter comes up to you and says, hey, would you like any dessert? You can say, uh, no, I probably shouldn't have any dessert. And that may or may not work. But what likely will happen is that waiter will probably say, well, have you tried our cheesecake? You got to try our cheesecake. Listen, you got to. I understand you probably. Listen, try our cheesecake. Right. And it's because you were like, "Ah, I probably shouldn't. Right. But you can say on the flip side of that, if you can get yourself to a place where you don't identify with that and you can position yourself to say something like this. Well, I don't eat sweets or I don't eat processed uh, you know, foods or whatever. Like, I am not a person who eats these things, right? If yes. you say that to someone, 
they're not going to try to convince you to eat something that you don't eat because that's just not who you are, right? right? And studies have shown that people actually have a much easier time getting to a degree of freedom when they are able to identify with a lifestyle that is outside of that addiction. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that? The Bible says that we are to consider ourselves dead to sin. The Bible said that like, like thousands of years before we ever <laughs> I would have to come up, come up with this. Listen, this is this is biblical stuff. This is the stuff of freedom. And it's not just based on, you know, because some religious zealot put some rules in a book and gave it to the world and said, hey, abide by this. There are actually re reasons why we should follow some of these truths. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And if you look at even Paul's letters, he always addresses it to the saints of Ephesus or Corinth or whatever. Like, and, and actually through all Paul's writings, that, that's where I really learned about identity from a biblical standpoint. Because so often as like the spiritual leader, he was imparting, he was saying, you guys, you are these people. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And he was imparting it to them because he, I think he knew, right? He knew that's where everything was going to start. And then, so that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, okay, identification or identity, a uh, huge part of it. That's our third pillar of recovery, by the way. Um, so cool that you're mentioning it. Uh, give us some more, man. What else you yeah. got? Let me let me give you the whole, I'll give you the breakdown. I'll give you the four pillars. So yeah. um, in my in my uh, method, I call it the free by truth method. The name of my organization is free by truth. So it's the free by truth method. Love it. But um, the, the, the first pillar of our method is the mindset, right? And the reason why the mindset is so important is because I have attempted in the, you know, what, I don't know how many years I've been doing this. I have attempted many times to give people tips, uh, tricks and strategies and just the, hey, try this a little bit, you know, and it never works. And the yeah. reason why is because when people come to me, the majority, I mean, and I mean the, 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 the overwhelming majority of people are messed up in their mindset in a few different arenas, right? And those arenas are these, it's three, three primary arenas. It's in the way that they view God and the way that God views them, right? They have, they have these, these mindset mess ups, right? In the way yeah. that they view God and the way that God views them in the way that they view themselves and in the way that they view sin, right? Mm. These are the three major areas where people need radical mindset shifts. Okay. And I find that we spend the majority of our time helping people make those shifts in their mind, in our, pro in our program. And once they do, once the, the stuff starts clicking, that is when freedom just, the, the door opens wide up. I mean, it, it, cool. it's, it's the craziest thing. And in my program, people don't, I have a three month uh, program. It's designed to, for people to go through for three months and whether or not it takes the full three months is heavily dependent on if they allow for the mindset shifts to take place. Right. And people will get free in a month. Like, you know, the people who go to my program, it's the funniest thing. They get free in less time than the three months. And it frustrates me a lot of times because I'm like, <laughs> it makes it seem like, you don't. I don't, this doesn't need to be a three month program, but it's, it's so interesting uh, how this works, but well, I'll give you something and, I, and I'll tell you why this is really important in particular. Um, so my ministry is based off of um, a scripture in John chapter eight, I believe it's uh, John chapter eight, verse 31. Uh, and it's the scripture where Jesus is talking to people who believed in him. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Um, but he says, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, mm. right? It's the truth that sets a person free. And I found this to be very, tr very true 
when in the recovery process, because what I find is when people come to our program, they have these thoughts, these feelings, these ideas that are literally preventing them from having the room in their hearts to accept the truth. If you read that, uh, John chapter eight, verse 31, I can just read through this, this whole dialogue. It's a very interesting dialogue because it starts off with Jesus talking to people who believe in him. These people are looking at him like you are the, the Messiah and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And by the end of this chapter, it's like a few back and forths. These people turn from people who believed in Jesus to people who are wanting to stone him because of right. the things that they were saying. And he is trying to explain to them the reason why you can't accept what I'm saying is because you don't have room in your heart to receive it. Mm. It's because they have these other ideas that are preventing the real truth to come in. So this is yeah. why he had to emphasize it's the truth that sets you free. So we try to get people to get rid of the mindset things, the things that they believe about themselves, about God, about how they view sin, get rid of those ideas because much of them are wrong and yeah. accept the reality that the Bible is true and it will help you get to your your destination. That's something that everybody who goes to my program has to agree to because I let people know, like, I'm going to introduce to you guys some very um, particular concepts that many people probably haven't experienced in their life. They haven't heard it. And I'm going to say, I am not obligating you to believe these things. All I'm obligating you to do is to believe that the Bible is true. And if the Bible says something that is out of line with what we've experienced or believed in the past, that we will actually um, uh, uh, give up the thoughts and ideas that we had previously in an effort to accept that which the Bible says is true. Yeah. If you can do that, you will get through my program. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So anyway, that's the first step. Mindset is huge. Okay. Can I ask you, sorry, quick follow-up yeah. about that? Yeah. So um, the you mentioned mindsets around how people view God, how they view themselves, how they view sin. Mm-hmm. Can you just touch really quick on uh, how, what do you mean by how people view sin? What What kind of shifts would need to happen there? Oh, 100%. So this, this is good stuff, man. This is all yeah. straight from scripture, bro. So when people come into our program, I'll, get, I'll give you all three. So when they view God, they a lot of people come in, they, they feel like God is mad at them. They're motivated by the fact that they feel a great deal of condemnation. Yes. And it's just, it's a, it's a bad situation. They don't want to feel that way. They have, they're, they're heavily driven by their beliefs and they don't want to continue to go down this path of uh, watching pornography. Uh, when it comes to how they view themselves, they have a very the low view of themselves. They don't value themselves um, the way that God does. And therefore they don't feel motivated to do anything to, um, to, better themselves to get to a degree of freedom in their lives, right? The Bible actually talks about in Proverbs how the Bible says that um, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. That so right. so well, the scripture actually says that where there is no vision, the people perish. But that word perish there, which is what most of us are familiar with, actually means to cast off restraint. So we it's not a scripture that's talking about death. It's actually a scripture that's talking about discipline. So if you don't right. have a vision for your life, you will not discipline yourself to get to that place. So um, that is why, you know, that that the self-view is really important, right? Because you actually need to have a certain degree of motivation to get to where you're wanting to go. But lastly, how they view sin. This is something that a lot of people struggle with, Christians in particular. We think that we have to attempt to stop sinning. And this is going to stop. This is really interesting. Like, hear what I'm trying to say. We try when we focus on trying to not sin 
And therein lies a massive problem in your recovery process. Mm. If you are trying to not sin, and that is what your focus is, you will sin 100% of the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. But if you read Romans, I believe it's Romans chapter seven, Paul talks about this. He talks about how he was never tempted to covet until the law told him that coveting was wrong. Right. Yeah, it was, right. It, 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 it's as if when we have something inside of ourselves, well, like it's, it's, there's something inside of ourselves that says if somebody tells us that we can't do something, we're going to be tempted to do it. That whole, that the majority of that chapter is Paul talking about the dynamics of the law, right? Yeah. You read the Romans, the law is talking about how the law is something that we can never fulfill. In fact, the Bible says that the purpose of the law is to show us that we can't fulfill it, to show us that we don't have an excuse and that there is a new way that we need to subscribe to. That's the whole yeah. purpose of the law. And when you read the Romans, Romans, uh, particularly like Romans 6, 7, and 8, it talks about what our new way of living should look like. Yes. And it's not to try to stop sinning. It is actually to walk in the spirit. Yes. So what people come in thinking is that they are in control of whether or not they are in right standing with God. And therefore their actions put them in right standing. And that is trying to abide by the law. And you can't do that. It will You will fail 100% of the time. And the Bible says that when you try to do that, it will 100% of the time punish you. Is what the Bible says. You will be right. punished for trying by the law by trying to fulfill it. So yeah. God said, let me make a whole new way, a new way of living that doesn't require you to fulfill the law. And I'm happy to give you all the scriptures. I have them right here if you want me to read them. <laughs> but it says, we're going to create a new way of living that doesn't require you to fulfill the law. And this new way is through faith in Jesus. That is the primary, that is, no, not primary. The only way to be made right with God is to have faith in Jesus. It is not by anything you can do or any discipline that you put on yourself to stop doing anything. It is about having faith in Jesus. Yes. That puts you in right standing with God. Mm. But if you want to be pleasing to God, if you want to live a life that is in line with what God desires for you, the way to do that is to not attempt to try to stop sinning. It is actually to walk in the spirit that's what the Bible says. We are right. to walk in the spirit. And the Bible, what's interesting about this is that if you walk in the spirit, the Bible says that you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So right. the only way to stop sinning is to subscribe to this idea that I don't have to try to stop sinning. All I need to do is focus on walking in the spirit. And as a result of that, yeah, I'll stop sinning. That's good. Mindset stuff. Okay. Really good, man. Really good. So, okay. We got the first one's mindset. Um, maybe you can just give us the, the over overview of the other ones. Yeah. Second one, really easy identification. Um, yeah. the thing I realized is really important is we have to be aware of what's going on in our lives. We have to understand why we do what we do. We have to understand what's going on within ourselves in order to be able to put together a game plan that is effective for us to get to a certain degree of freedom. So we yeah. are really big on identifying what your triggers are, identifying what your, and I, when I say triggers, what your real triggers are, right? Because a yeah. lot of people think that their triggers are something closely related to the moment that they messed up. But really yeah. a lot of the things that trigger us are things that lead up to the sin, like that are days in advance, right? Yes. It's us it's subjecting ourselves to things that are, that are not holy. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's number two identification. Number three is the game plan itself. Nobody yeah. ever comes in with a game plan. Everybody always wants to be free. They, we, we, we do these things, the new year's coming up, you know, we always say, Hey, 2023 is going to be my year. I'm going to stop yeah. this thing, but we never have a plan of action that yeah. we can implement to get ourselves to that place. Yeah, and we got to 
if you will never attain the goal without having a mechanism to get there. Right. Yeah. So this is where the game plan comes into play. And we help people put together a customized game plan for themselves to help them get to the destination. And right. then the last thing is the actual implementation phase. Right. And this is where it's really a, a really big part of um, our process is helping people get out of what they feel is addiction. Right. A lot of people feel addicted. But what in reality is really happening for a lot of people, it's not necessarily that you are addicted per se, but it's more so about you have established a habit in your life that is very difficult to break. You have ingrained in your mind, you know, you, you we have neural pathways. I'm sure you know about all of this, you know, but we have neural pathways that become more solidified based on the actions that we take day to day. And we, for most of us who have been addicted and who just have always engaged in pornography, whenever we felt a temptation, we ingrain those, those neural pathways more and more, the more we choose to look at pornography and masturbate. Well, yeah. In those moments, you still have a choice. It's just that in those moments, a lot of times we feel like we don't have a choice because we it's almost like a second nature response, right? Our brain has shifted to, hey, we've noticed that you do this regularly. So instead of us trying to use brain power to make it happen, let's create a shortcut, so to speak, where it just automatically happens. Like yeah. it, it's just, a, it's almost like a reflex, right? And yeah. the only way to break that is to intentionally choose to do something different until your brain adopts this new shortcut that says, hey, now you're not doing this whenever you feel this way. You're doing this new thing. So let's create this new shortcut and establish this new habit. And at that point, you almost feel empowered whenever you are tempted, right? Yeah. And you are you you can begin to consistently make the right decisions in those moments. Not because not because you found some power from someplace. It's just that you've made it a new habit in your life. Yeah, so. yeah. I love that. Yeah, there, there's good good research behind that as well. Like a mm -hmm. neural circuit can only change when it's active, right? Yep. And so I think that's one of the misnomers of our society is like we listen to another sermon or we get another good nugget on Instagram or something like that and think that that's what's going to change and it literally does nothing. You just add it to your knowledge base. It's with, it's in the implementation. It's in the application of it. Mm -hmm. That's when your brain starts to change and your life starts to change as well. So really cool. Okay, man, I want to I want to kind of um, land with something a bit more personal for you. And and you you mentioned something that I really liked earlier um, where, and, and I, I forget exactly how you said it, but uh, the, the way we say it is that freedom is not binary. I think a lot of people think that, you know, it's like, it's like a switch that you kind of flip and, and everyone wants the, the magic thing that's going to flip the switch. And one day like, poof, you're free. I haven't watched porn in seven years. I still feel like I'm working out my freedom every single day though, right? Like it's mm -hmm. a spectrum and oh. we move further and further and further along that spectrum. Yes. So I would love to hear from you. What, what are things that you do in your own life right now, uh, being a coach in this space and furthering your freedom? What, what does that look like for you at this stage? Yeah, man. No, I 100% agree with you. You know, that freedom is definitely a spectrum, right? Yeah. And um, for me, I I don't believe that I have experienced the end of what freedom truly looks like because if you if you do you will live a life that is jesus like to be honest but yeah i'll tell you just again everything's based off of scripture like where, where i'm speaking from but there's a yeah. scripture that talks about how uh paul's saying that there is a glory and immortality that is to be attained by us walking out a certain type of lifestyle Hmm. And that is what I am trying to get to. Hmm. A major emphasis in my program is walking in the spirit, right? Yes. And this is what I not only encourage my, my uh, clients to do, 
But I do this every day because I am trying to attain the highest level of being. I, I want to become the highest level of my being. I, I want to influence people on whole new levels. And what's interesting about, and I'm hoping I'm answering your question. I'm kind of going around. <laughs> around no, this but, is good. No, this is good. Um, the interesting thing about our program is when people come in, they come in with the expectation of quitting porn. But what they find is that they are introduced to something that helps them in every other area of their lives. Yeah. Walking the walk when you emphasize walking in the spirit, it's not just that you are able to overcome sin, but all of a sudden you see advances in your business. All of a sudden your relationships with others change, right? Your dynamics yeah. become better. You become yeah. more successful. Your you know, things just start happening for you that are better because there is an, a blessing that goes beyond freedom from sin that is available for you. There is a certain degree of glory that Paul, like I, like I mentioned earlier, there's a glory and a degree of immortality that is available for you. And that is what I am trying to attain every single day, right? Yeah. So I, again, I emphasize walking in the spirit. I don't, I do not have people focus on what, how many days they've gone by that have gone by since they last sinned. That is, that is irrelevant. It doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah. in fact, I would, I go so far as to say that I believe that it is unwise to try to count your days because it is not smart for you to erect monuments in your mind to the sins of your past yeah, that right. you did revisit every time you want to determine how far you've come. You have to go backwards to go to see that. Yeah, and then, yeah. It's like, you, you don't, you don't want to do that. Right. You, you have to forget those things just like the Bible says God does. Right. And yeah, you just true. move forward. And your objective should be to walk in the spirit. So that's what I do every day. And that's what I uh, recommend other people do every day. And when you do that, man, everything just kind of falls in, into place. Yeah, it's a good word, man, because I think uh, the pursuit of immorality is like first tier, right? Mm -hmm. Like that might be the basis where somebody starts on this journey. But uh, but you're right. Like there's so much more. And and I, I love that script where Paul talks about immortality, mm -hmm. Um in that pursuit. I think that's really, really inspiring. So dude, this has been amazing. Uh, I feel like I could have asked you another 25 questions here, but uh, but we'll wrap it uh, at this point. And I guess uh, for people who do want to find out more about you, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, I think the best place, if you if you really want to get a, a little bit of a glimpse into you know what I'm all about, I would say follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. Follow me on Instagram. That'd be the first place. And um, if you like what I share and you need a little bit more help, you want to connect with me a little bit more, feel free to either uh, DM me the word freedom or just DM me in general and we can start a conversation there. But my, my Instagram handle is D'Angelo Moss. It's my first and last name, which is D-E-A-N-G-E-L-O-M-O-S-S. Find me on Perfect. Instagram and we can connect that way. Yeah, yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes. Your Instagram content is awesome, man. I really learned a lot from you. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely direct people there. In the meantime, thanks for your time, D'Angelo. This has been awesome. Thank you for having me, bro. This has been amazing. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, that was a fantastic interview. I was very grateful for D'Angelo. Uh, just grateful for his insight. Uh, really always have high regard for somebody who respects and values the word so much. And when they're able to just integrate the word with, you know, the stuff that we're doing in the recovery space, man, I just think that is somebody worth paying attention to. Go follow him on Instagram. His stuff is awesome there. He, I don't think he mentioned this in the interview, but he actually prays for people as well, like through his Instagram profile. Uh, he's got a really cool approach. And so we put a link in the show notes to that, but go check him out, guys. And look, we know that not everybody's going to want want to do work with us i'm okay with that maybe you heard his message and you're like hey Cynthia, like you got a good thing going here bro i'm gonna keep checking out the podcast but this is my guy i want to go see what he's about 
do it. Don't let me stop you. That's why I bring these guys on here because I know that not everyone's going to be able to work with me directly. And I know some people might want to check out some of our fantastic guests. More than okay with that, guys. Go check him out. He's D'Angelo Moss on Instagram. Um, and if you did maybe resonate, maybe you do resonate with us and you're like, okay, D'Angelo's cool, but Sathya, I actually think you're my guy and I want to get some help. Then what I want you to do, guys, don't waste another minute. Book a time in my calendar, okay? I set aside time every week. I have a couple other people on my team who have time in their calendars every week to take calls with people like you who want help, who want to actually get to the roots of a porn of their porn addiction using an approach that is both scriptural and science scientific. Oh, words are tough today. So if that's you, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes here. I would love to hear from you. I would love to speak with you. And it's just as simple as you watching a little video that explains our system. And then if everything looks looks good to good to you there, then all you have to do is book a time in our calendar. So that's everything for today, guys. A link's in the show notes for all of this. Much love to you. In the meantime, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.